Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. All right. All right. Here we are. We're back for another Inside the Park segment. Listen, folks, it's been a marvelous baseball season. No, we haven't been on the air with you for a little bit, but I'm telling you, I promise you, if you stick along with us tonight, you're, you're going to have a real good time as we really take on what this baseball season has been. We're going to talk a little bit about this season in retrospect, all the great things that we were able to look at and able to witness, as well as some things that weren't so great. You know, but but we're we're into hot October now, and literally and figuratively, it has been a hot October, especially here in the Midwest. Unseasonably warm weather has really made the the playoffs really take off onto an, an incredible start. And I'm look forward to spending the next few minutes with you, really breaking down what the playoffs have looked like. But first, we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment to just go back into what we've seen in this amazing. 2017 baseball season. You know, as last time we was on the air, we talked about some teams to keep an eye on. We we really did take a look at the Houston Astros. We also looked at the Arizona Diamondbacks and was going to try to look at the Colorado Rockies. And, and true to form, those teams did not disappoint. As the season went on and, and continued, we were able to see that this squad, that these squads were able to continue to uh, improve throughout the season, the Houston Astros were a team throughout the year that were a very fun team to watch. And they did close out the regular season with a division championship, winning the American League West, going away with over 100 victories this year. And this was an amazing season for several teams, you know, for for the first time in several years. We've had we had three teams this year finish with over 100 victories. Folks, this hasn't happened since 2003. In 2003, you had the the Yankees and the Braves and the Giants all win over 100 games. So this year, in 2017, you've got the Dodgers, you've got the Houston Astros, and you have the surprising Cleveland Indians. Not so surprising that the Indians won 100 games because they were in a very soft division, but how they went about doing it. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in 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 our in our broadcast uh, this evening. But it is it just kind of lets you know. I, I know last time we talked, we talked about parity or parity. You know, is, is this a joke or is this just the, the league is even? But what we saw as the season started to progress, especially when we've gotten into. Um, the decision time in September that these teams really started to pull away, really started to show their mantle. We started to see the teams who had what we call that championship pedigree really start to to flash that and made for a great 
finish uh, this year, there wasn't a whole lot of races. We, I think when, we, when you look at everything, we only had the, the one true race what we saw was in the American League East, which was a, a knockdown drag out between two hated rivals, the, um, the Yankees and the Red Sox, which made for great theater throughout the year. We're going to talk about that as well. But let's get into this season. Let's talk about what we... You know, as baseball fans and and just and watchers of the game throughout the summer, what we were able to be, you know, graced with. Let's look at some of the surprises. I called it the this this is the it feels good segment. You know, it's, this is the kind of stuff that happened throughout the year that just really made you feel great. We've already touched upon the teams that just showed that sheer dominance. You know, it's funny. A fans' perspective. See, fans, you know, always want to cheer for their teams and everything. But, but for some reason, whatever sport that we watch, there is always a sense that we want to have some sense of dominance. Some teams that's that are just dominating, that is just blowing the doors off of everybody else. You know, while we say that the league is is, we I talked about the last time. It, it, it's just everything being equal. Unless you got a team out there that everybody's trying to chase, everybody's trying to match, everybody's trying to knock off, it kind of takes away from the, the, the theater or the luster of, of the season. And then this year, we're going to be looking at teams that just look like, okay, are they, are they a cut above? But when we start getting into the playoffs, are we going to be graced with two teams that won 100 games? And that's what you really want to look at is if this is something that we can say, yeah. Or are we going to have that David and Goliath? So this is what really makes it good. But let's get back into what made us feel good. So let's talk about some teams. And we're going to, we've already touched upon these dominant teams. But what about these teams that when we went into the season – we really wasn't thinking that they was going to make a big push so much. You know, there's always that one team or teams that you just start to watch because it's like they are the little engine that could, if you will. That team that is just you want to see them just just kind of get over the top. You know, the, the kind that you see in a Disney movie. Well, we had a couple of teams like that. Let's look at the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't think anybody was was expecting anything to come out the come from the Milwaukee Brewers, especially when they're. In the National League, with uh, in, in the Central there with the Cubs and the Cardinals again, another hated rivalry, and you expected them to go back to back, and you were wondering if anybody else in that division was going to make any noise, especially when you're looking at what Pittsburgh did or didn't do, as well as the Cincinnati Reds. But I don't, but I think the forgotten team in that division had to be the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Milwaukee Brewers played until late September about being a legitimate. A playoff contender. In fact, there was times when they actually led the division. You know, and people were saying all the time, well, that's not going to last. That's simply not going to last. But the Brewers hung in there the entire year and finally and had a six-run lead on the uh, St. Louis Cardinals with an opportunity to get over the hump, and they lost that game. They lost that game in late September, and that, and that, and that sealed their fate and they lost their opportunity to to make it to the playoffs to another team that uh, was a very much a surprise this entire year, uh, and that would be the Colorado Rockies. 
Now, we chronicled the Rockies, and we wondered, and I asked the question, is this a team that is going to be sustainable throughout the entire season? Were they going to be able to get it done, especially playing in, in, in that band box known as Coors Field? You know, were their pitching going to, was their pitching going to be able to, to manage this throughout the year? And lo and behold, there you have the Colorado Rockies able to, you know, get over the hump and make it to the playoffs. And that's the first time since they, since they, they, I think I believe they got to the playoffs since they made it to the World Series. Um, it, it was very, very close, but, you know, with, with them and the Brewers, uh, but they managed by one game to, to sneak, sneak under the fence and get into the playoffs. So a, a, a very successful year. Another little engine that could, the Colorado Rockies that actually uh, made, it, made it to the playoffs this year. And congratulations to that team. And then finally, the third team that we that we look at, and when you look at, we're going back into the American League now. And when you start thinking about the American League, you start thinking about those teams that 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 you just figure are going to be perennial playoff teams. When you think about the Toronto Blue Jays, you're thinking about maybe the Baltimore Orioles. You you, you know the the Yankees and um, the the Red Sox, notwithstanding. Okay, and when you go into the West, you always you you see the Angels. We'll talk about them a little bit later, as well as the money that was spent in Seattle, and then and then also another perennial uh, playoff team, or always right around there hovering is the Texas Rangers. And yet this team. This team found its way into the playoffs for the first time in several years, and we're talking about the Minnesota Twins, a very young team. And Paul Molitor has done a spectacular job with those young, with his with his young twins. Uh, and and it, that now is gone that you go into Minnesota, or Minnesota come in, and you can guarantee you a season a, a series win. Uh, this team managed to to sustain itself throughout the the regular season. You know, finished with eighty five victories. Which in and of itself is just a little bit above 500, but when but when you're playing in a very weak division and you can get those games, now you are challenged with these other teams that uh, really have these dominant teams that's making noise. And the Minnesota Twins they actually played pretty good baseball, okay. But again, a very young team. I think that they're a year away, but yet they made it to the playoffs, and so now here they are, and so now. Uh, got a ways to go. What happens when you get these teams that makes it to make it to the playoffs, like the Twins, like Milwaukee, who just barely made it, like Colorado? You're going to have a very interesting uh, off season. You're going to have a very interesting hot stove come up here in the next couple of months for these teams. What are they going to do? Do they try to fortify and boost their rosters as far as another starting pitcher? There's going to be a lot of free agents out there. We'll talk about that on our next segment about free agencies going when we when we do our uh, world series preview but what we want to talk about right now is what are these teams going to do going forward okay especially if you're a milwaukee brewers team that just missed the playoffs by one game a minnesota twins team that then makes the playoffs but do you make the playoffs because you're that good or just another team just kind of faltered uh what are your moves going forward what do you need while you still have a young roster now your fan base is now expecting you to make that push into late september into october next year but for this year it's a feel-good story for these teams it's a feel-good story for their fan bases and they go into the offseason with with all that eternal hope that comes with just barely making it or just being a part of a pennant race and a playoff run 
Moving forward now, let's talk about some of the players that made the 2017 baseball season very, very, um, very special. You know, we would be remiss, and I've been talking about this young man all season long. You know, I know I kind of made, probably ruffled some feathers when I started talking about the juice ball, and here we go again. But when we start talking about this this piece, I just kind of want to just put that in the back of your head. We know what happened the last time. But when we look at this year, I've, I got to start with the with with uh, here come the judge, Aaron Judge, the hands down in my opinion rookie of the year, a remarkable remarkable season, uh, fifty six home runs, I think the most home runs by a player at Yankee Stadium this year, uh, just been an amazing amazing talent throughout the year. Uh, every, everywhere you look, if you, you didn't say New York Yankees, if you didn't say Aaron Judge, and just um, just a remarkable year again, fifty six home runs. But as good of a season that he had, as far as home run hitting, he was beaten out by another player that we all know about. You know, John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton, in the last half of the of the year, just went ballistic. As far as home runs, finishing the season with 59 home runs, I think the most home runs hit in over a decade, just was just tearing the cover off the ball. This, these two guys, uh, Stanton and, and Judge, I mean, you, you know, you, we're talking about the kings of 480-foot home runs this year. You know, they're 1-2 or, or either 1 or 1-1-A one and one as far as the longest home runs hit in the 2017 season. Okay, I think that we we talked about on this show, uh, one home run hit 489 feet, 490 feet. This is ridiculous, folks. I mean, think about that. You're talking about hitting a a baseball almost, you know, beyond the length of a football field, almost a length and a half of a football field. So if you don't, so just think about standing in the end zone and going up into the other end zone and then go up to about row 35. Okay. And just think about how far that is. Just to kind of put that into perspective. These guys are launching a baseball that far, just 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 crushing the rock. And made for a lot of uh entertainment for this year. We just saw the ball just fly out the park. And let's just talk about that a little bit too. We'll talk about that when we start talking about the moments of twenty seventeen. Another great uh, uh, milestone this year was Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox. Chris Sale was basically just unhittable this year. Absolutely unhittable. Chris Sale, uh, 308 strikeouts. 308 strikeouts this year. Lead to lead. Now, I want you to think about that a minute, okay? In, in this era of baseball where we're all concerned about pitch count and and, and all these different things to tr- really try to watch out for the players' arms, especially now when they're throwing the ball well above 95 miles an hour. Here's Chris Sale just knocking, just, 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 you know, in this area where the home runs have gone up. He, he's unhittable. He's down there in Boston. Okay, think about this now. If you ever, you think about, think about Fenway Park. Or t- okay, in that very short. Uh, left field, the Green Monster, very short, 300 and what, uh, seven feet right there, okay? But it doesn't matter when you can't hit the rock nowhere. 308 uh, strikeouts, just an amazing, amazing season. We also got to talk about uh, the machine this year, uh, uh, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols hits, hits a milestone this year. We're talking about home runs. He hit his 600th home run in 2017. An amazing season. Just going about his way. I still would be one of those baseball purists that would say, 
Brother, you should never left St. Louis. You should have never left St. Louis. You should have did like Stan Musial and, and played your entire career there. I believe that that's where your legacy is going to be made. You made your money. You was going to make your money. But now, you know, but, but again, congratulations on an amazing season, um, Albert Pujols. Also, Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre, quietly. 3,000 hits. This is an amazing ball player. Adrian Beltre has been to several teams, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles, um, Texas. And this man, he, 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 he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He just goes about his work and just hits the rock. 3,000 hits this year. These are still milestones, folks. These are still milestones in baseball. Don't let the, the steroid era or anything like that sway you. All right, make it make it known that if you stand in the plate against major league pitchers, against major league pitchers, they throwing that ball ninety plus. They got that thing moving and weaving and bobbing all over the place, and you able to get that stick on that ball and 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 get it between somebody three thousand times, you doing something. If you able to launch six hundred dingers in, in in a career, you doing something. You're doing some heck of a something, you know. So these are these are things that, you know, for baseball purists, we're all over this. We love this kind of talk right here. This is what we this is what we live for, you know, to to say about a pool host or about a bell tray, you know, job well done. You know, hopefully this isn't the last time we see these gentlemen. Hopefully they're coming back for the eighteen season. Um I'm pretty they could still be, you know, a benefit to a team that's trying to make a push. And let's talk about some of the moments that we saw. Here in uh, 2017, folks, I'm telling you, it's been, it was an amazing baseball season. We, I didn't know where we were going to go with this year. Sometimes you just got to wait for the for the for the entire piece of work to see, so you can see the artistry of it. But we were able to see in 2017 the Cleveland Indians break uh, American League record for the most uh, win consecutive wins, 22 uh, game win streak. Uh, and that, and the, and they won their 22nd game, and I can just say against uh, the Detroit Tigers, which is a, a something we'll talk about later on this 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 segment as well. But uh, not necessarily for for us here in 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 Michigan, the the greatest thing to 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 witness or to see. But congratulations to the to the Indians, just an amazing streak there. Another team that won, won over 100 games this year, running away with the American League Central. Just a, an amazing job. We've been spending a lot of time in this segment talking about home runs. 5,694 home, plus home runs were hit in the 2017 season. Now, you might say, well, that's great. That's a lot of home runs hit. Yeah, but it set a record. It set a record for the most home runs hit in any major league season. Let's put that in perspective, folks. Okay, in the year that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa had the great home run race, okay, where Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs and um, Sammy Sosa hit over 60, they did not, that year did not eclipse what we saw this year. In the entire steroid era, no one season, even in the year of the juice ball, Okay, eclipse what we saw this year in 2017. Think about that a minute, people. Think about the fact that all of you got players in those eras right now that's going to be questioned for the Hall of Fame. But yet in 2017, where we have drug testing and all of these different things, we this year eclipsed the most home runs hit. 
all right, than that year. Now we could say a whole lot of reasons why you got more power pitching, and that and that's and that's that's, that's causing causing the uh, the exit velocity to go up and all of these things. You can say it all you want to, but to me, let's just kind of take this a little bit deeper. If we're able to say that now in the year. In years post-steroid, that where we have random drug testing and we're suspending players and all these different things, and we're able to see the league hit home runs like that, then are we saying then that if you're able to say to these players, okay, that you're clean, so forth and so on, and we're able to do this, then doesn't that make the steroid era kind of moot as far as players that uh, that – should be in the Hall of Fame, for an example, because they were either not tested or tested negative or or you never really caught them or anything. Just food for thought, folks, you know, because, again, history will always clean up some things because if, if records are broken in the year of post-steroid, then we have to look at that era and say, OK, then where, where, where do these players really uh, uh, set as far as baseball and baseball lore and the Hall of Fame? OK. Another uh, great moment this year. Okay, and this really didn't have anything to do with the performance on the field. It was just, I thought it was just a neat gesture by the league itself. And during the uh, summer, when the Little League uh, Championship was going on, you know, you had the, you know, we, we all know the American teams and then the teams from, from the Far East and everything. It's always neat that they, they're playing. They're out. This, is, this is something that's been going on forever. Well, Major League Baseball took a page from that. And while they were in, in the week of the championship, they had the they all, – all the teams that were playing were playing in Little League-style uniforms. And then they had their nicknames of when they played Little League ball, the players did, on the back of their uniforms. And it was just a little neat gesture of baseball to really bring back that this is a kid's game, okay? That that even though these are men playing a kid's game, that there's still a little bit of boy, little boy in all of us. And I, 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 I like that. I just thought that was a neat touch. You know, and for some of us who were blessed to play Little League ball, uh, you know, it kind of it, it brought back some nostalgic memories and everything. And I and I applaud baseball for that move, for really making that, you know, special just for simple games, you know, to to watch the league kind of acknowledge the, the little leaguers and everything. So bravo for Major League Baseball on that. So now we want to you, you, you can't have the good unless you have the bad. Right, folks? You gotta have balance, right? I mean, every, for every sun, for 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 every time we have a sunshiny day, there's got to be a little rain, right? So now, where we had the feel good moment, we gotta talk about this other moment. I call this moment the make me wanna holler, throw up both my hands moment. Okay, just make me just like Marvin used to say, "Ow!" Make me wanna holler, throw up both my hands, and we gotta start with the teams. We got to start with the teams, and I would be I would be remiss if I didn't start with the Detroit Tigers. Okay, the Detroit Tigers uh, was tied for the worst record in baseball. Okay, now you would say, okay, so what? That okay, so they were a bad baseball team. But let me throw some names out for you. Okay, I'm gonna throw some names out for you: J.D. Martinez, David Price, Rick Porcello. Uh, Justin Verlander, um, Alex Avila. Now you're gonna say, okay, well, big deal. So, so decent players. Okay, 
Also, I could throw a, a, a bunch of other games, but, but other players' names, but I don't have enough time in this segment to do so. But I want to tell you, all of these players that I just mentioned are playing for other teams that are now contending in the playoffs. All right? All of these players were at one time at the same time. And, oh, and Justin Upton. All these players were with the Detroit Tigers at the same time. All right? At the same time. The Detroit Tigers had one of the most veteran teams going into the 2017 season, okay? And for some reason or another, I know what the reason is, they sold off all of these pieces, sold off all of these pieces that are now helping these other teams get into the playoffs and, and, and potentially win the championships. This is, this is what I would call just poor management on this team, a very, very weak manager, which they decided just this year not to return to next year. Wow, a day late and a dollar short. That's like closing the gate, folks, after the horse had already left. And that's what happened with this team. Frustrating a fan base that you had players that other people coveted, not a player. Now, we've seen it a lot of times on bad teams where you may have a player or maybe a couple of players that could benefit everybody. But the Detroit Tigers had several. My, if you have more than four or five players on a team, okay, that you can get rid of, then there's something else going on. That team seems to be contending. And that's what happened with this team. And they ended up with the worst record simply because they sold off their entire team, a team that other teams and players that other teams coveted. All right, the Houston Astros has Justin Verlander, a 100-win team. The Boston Red Sox, Rick Porcello. The Boston Red Sox, David Price. Both of these guys were Detroit Tigers. I didn't even mention Max Scherzer with the Washington Nationals. It's, it's, what, what I'm saying to you all is if you've got that many pieces, and, and no, Scherzer didn't leave this year, but, um, but the players that did leave this year was enough to say, my God, if you guys had that kind of talent, what's really going on? Makes me want to holler, throw up both my hands. Another team, the Texas Rangers. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. When you had the Texas Rangers and then you had the emergence of the Houston Astros, you were looking for a good old-fashioned, you know, Texas, you know, hoedown, like if you want to call it, that these two teams was going to be going at it in the West, the wild, wild West. And for some reason, the Texas forgot and left a shooting iron at the crib and, 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 and finished a woeful, uh, woeful and far away a third place in the division. Dare I say the fourth place in the division. And and it's like, what happened? This was a team that was willing to to do whatever it takes to win. You know, it wasn't so so long ago that this Texas Rangers team was the toast of the American League. And now all of a sudden, they've fallen, they've fallen back, fallen way back. And we understand how cyclical baseball can be. We understand that. But, oh, how the mighty have fallen. They have fallen in Texas. Okay. Uh, and another team, I can't help it. And I know some of you out there who listens to this podcast and said, man, you are obsessed with this team. I'm not obsessed, but it is what it is. I'm going to bring it up. I'm bringing up the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Okay? Makes me want to holler. Throw up both my hands. This team actually was a buyer at the trade deadline. You heard me mention Justin Upton. They picked up Justin Upton from the Detroit Tigers. They picked up several other players to make a playoff push. 
He figured you already had with everybody Mike Trout, the greatest player to ever play baseball since baseball was invented. If you listen to some folks, all right, you have Albert Pujols. You've got other players on that team. And now you go and you get adjusting up until your offense should have been ready to go and make a push. Team missed the playoffs. Not only did they miss the playoffs, they were beaten out by the Minnesota Twins. And I'm not taking nothing away from the Twins, not at all. Very young team. We talked about that. But you are the now you've got this payroll from heck. If you are the Angels, you're making all these moves. You should be trying to make a playoff push. And Mike, since Mike Trout has been with with the Angels, they've only made the playoffs one time. One time. Okay, think about that for a minute. Okay, and so here this team is make a play and and, and blow it, blow it. To the Minnesota Twins. Make me want to holler. Throw up both my hands. Somebody please help me understand. Please help me understand. I know I say this all the time. Why is Mike Sosha still employed? Why is he still employed? Okay. Are you going to. How much. How many more years of. 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 of uh, Mike Trout's career. Are you going to waste? Okay. Once he's done. He's going somewhere. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's 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 a blast to play out in La La Land. Don't get me twisted. Don't get it twisted. But it's like you ain't made the playoffs but one time. Okay? Even the baseball purists are going to be able to say, okay, yeah, he's a great ball player and all, but he's wasting his time. He kind of puts me in mind of Griffey Jr. Griffey Jr., uh, another team, another franchise that mismanaged great talent. Okay, you think about the players that came through Seattle when uh, Griffey Jr. was there, and it was just evident that they weren't going to win. And he left. Now, now, now to his his detriment, he went to a, a team, got hurt, and was never the same player again. But you have to look at that. If you are Mike Trout, at what point do you say enough is enough? Now, you are playing around some great players, but obviously you're not put in the best situation to win, and something needs to be done about that. So let's look at some of the players now in 2017. Now, these players I picked, it wasn't so much so that they just were ball, uh, bad ball players, but the injury bug. Oh, the injury bug. And I brought, I bring up David Price. David Price, for his, for his, for his, uh, uh, forgive the, the, the pun, for the price that he's getting paid to be in Boston, was injured for the majority of the year. And when you look at the playoffs, you have a David Price down that's coming off your bench as a very, very expensive bullpen pitcher because he just never was uh, healthy all year. And and it's, it's more of a, a pain because that's who you anticipate being in your rotation when you get to the playoffs of your Boston. And it just never did work out so much for this year. And, and injuries is a part of the game. We get that. But that is where it just it, it just makes you scream. Another player I want to talk about is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, another player, gets injured, hurt, you know, in, in August. Injury lingers all the way through to September, and they need Bryce Harper. And they need Bryce Harper, a healthy Bryce Harper, going into the playoffs. Going into the playoffs. And, and we'll talk about the playoffs a little bit later, but when you got a player of that magnitude, you know, an MVP caliber player, and you don't have him down the stretch, makes me want to holler. Throw up both my hands. Let's talk a little bit about the moments that just again that just made us scream out loud. It's like, really, y'all? Really? Really? The Dodgers losing streak. Now, if you recall when we talked before, the Dodgers looked like they, they were on the verge of just absolutely just just clowning. 
the the baseball world. They were they looked like they was about to break every record as far as winning. They were well ahead and and was cruising and coasting. And I thought they might cruise and coast a little bit, but I don't think anybody saw what what was on the horizon for the Dodgers after that. That, that that hot start they had in July of 25 and 5. It looked like, okay, they're about to just blow the doors off the league right now. And then all of a sudden, reality set in. I don't know what happened. They just really went into cruise mode. But they lost 10 in a row, 16 out of 17. They couldn't get out of their own way to save their life. And And, and people were starting to wonder, what is really going on with this team? Now, ultimately, we see that they, they kind of righted the ship. And ended up with the best uh, record in baseball, which they should have had in the first place. But my God, if you were a Dodger fan and and you are just a one to nothing win away from losing 17 straight ball games, I can't imagine. That was one of those crazy moments that happened in 17, especially with the best team in baseball dropping games like that. Another moment. I I don't want y'all to forget back in August baseball. Y'all remember base brawl, right? That was the, the nastiest brawl so far that happened this year. We were between the Detroit Tigers and the Yankees, and it was, and, and, and it was great. You go out to a ball game and a brawl breaks out. But several players were suspended. There was a lot of bean balls being tossed in this game. And what you saw was the frustration of a team that should have been doing better against a team, a young team that was getting it together. And it was it was ugly, but for the but for the fans of Detroit, as ugly as it was, it led to seven suspensions of players. But I guess you had something else to watch outside of a sorry baseball team, right? And then finally, on the moments that just made us want to holler and throw up both of our hands, what about the umpire protest? You guys remember this this year? One of the players, uh, a player from the Detroit Tigers, uh, called out uh, Angel Hernandez, uh, an umpire who is a bad umpire, by the way. He is. He's a bad umpire, and, and, and Major League Baseball really needs to pay attention to him. But Ian Kinsler called him out and just told him he was a terrible umpire. And uh, Kinsler got fined for it. He said, I don't care. I'll pay the fine, but he's still a terrible umpire. And the umpires had the audacity, dare I say, the mitigated gall to like wear these wristbands in solidarity against uh, players calling them out. I'm like, really? Okay. This has been going on since the turn of the century, umpires. You're going to make bad calls. People are going to call you out for it. All right? They're going to call you out for it. Now, you're going to sit around here and use this. I'm like, I'm like grow up here, gentlemen. All right? It, it goes with the territory. It absolutely goes with the territory. So, listen. Uh, umpire protest. One of those things that happened in 2017 made me want to holler. Throw up off my hands. We could be here all day, folks, talking about some of the finest and some of the greatest moments and, and some moments that made us just raise our eyebrow this Major League Baseball season. But you know what? It's playoff time. It's playoff time. We got to get into these playoffs. We got to get into what we've seen so far. And I got to, I'm, I'm going to ask y'all right now about the playoffs and so far of what we've seen before we get into the, uh, the championship series. But in the playoffs, what do we want to call this this year? Okay. Are these, are these comebacks or are these out and out chokes? Let's think about that a minute. Are these comebacks or are these out and out chokes? And we're going to talk about that after this, after these, after this message. All right, so now playoff season is here. So you got so, – so the playoffs, you have Minnesota and New York, your wild card teams, going at it last week. 
in the one-game playoff. And what we saw was we saw the Twins jump out real fast and get into and get a lead over the, the, the Yankees in New York. Joe Girardi's got to immediately come out and make a pitching change, okay? Because it looked like his pitcher's not ready. He can't, can't handle it. But lo and behold, as the game progresses, the Yankees uh, persevere and take out the Minnesota Twins who had a fine season, okay? Then we get to Boston and Houston, okay? And here's, and here's the Houston Astros. How are they going to respond? Or how are they going to respond in their first, in their, in their second playoff uh, series in, in the last three years? Are they ready? Or are they going to be one of the first teams that, to 100, with 100 wins to bow out in the playoffs? No. I say nay. And they, and they show what they were worth taking out the, the Boston Red Sox and moving on into the playoffs. The series I want to talk about, though, is this one that just ended couple of days ago New York versus Cleveland here's the Cleveland Indians blowing the doors off everybody 22 wins in a row take the first two games in Cleveland come back from a six-run lead I believe to win that game controversy okay in which Joe Girardi should have challenged uh, a play where uh, uh, the pitcher the, the ball was foul tipped um, but he didn't do it Grand Slam is hit. Cleveland comes back to win. Should have absolutely ended the, the and killed the morale of the Yankees. You had Araldis Chapman coming out, uh, liking uh, Instagram, saying that Girardi should be fired. Everything going the Indians' way, right? Here we go, believe land now for, for baseball. Holy cow and all this kind of stuff. And yet, there was a flag on the play. We get back to New York. New York wins that ball game. They're down 2-1. They've got the win. It's must win. Here we go again. Game two, New York. New York figures it out, win it. Now we go back to Cleveland. Now we've got an even series. Now we've got an even series. And the baseball gods once again frown on the Cleveland Indians. Let me put this into perspective for you last year, for, for, for you folks. Last year, Cleveland Indians were ahead of the Cubs, three games to one, with a chance to win the World Series. Against the young, upcoming New York Yankees, they're up 2-0, only need one more game, and got the deciding game back in Cleveland. Folks, they lose the series. They lose the series. You have the upstart New York Yankees and Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge had a terrible series. He didn't play well. Okay, didn't hit well, should I say? Okay, and yet here we go. But now you got this young team that believes, takes out the Cleveland Indians, who won 100 plus ball games this year, 22 games in a row, and now it's all a footnote on the question: Was this a great comeback, or was this a choke? Moving on into the National League now. Well, we had the two upstart teams of this year, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies. Didn't talk much about the Diamondbacks, but they just steadily kept it going, made a great acquisition in picking up JT, J.D. Martinez from the Detroit Tigers. You've heard me talk about that already. We're not going to go back into that. But with, with Paul Goldschmidt, you had Zach Grinke. You had the makings of a, a, a feel-good story for the Diamondbacks, all right? Went up against the upstart Colorado Rockies, and I don't think to anybody's surprise that 
that they were going to beat the Colorado Rockies. And that was just it was it was a good run for the Rockies. They got into the playoffs, but that team uh, in Arizona was just a stronger team. Okay, so I don't think it was any surprise that Arizona won that game. Okay. Um, but you had the series that everybody wanted to really see. This was a heavyweight match between the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals. I'm going to leave that for last because I want to get into this Arizona-LA. LA showed up, <laughs> okay? The Dodgers showed up. Okay, that's the Dodger team we had expected to see, you know, when they was when they were blowing the doors off. I don't think Arizona had a chance. And clearly they didn't. It got swept. It was done. It was over. But let's get back now to this Washington-Chicago series, okay? This was a fun series, all right? You had two back-to-back, two very good teams um, playing. Uh, To me, when I watched this series, and I really paid close attention to the game uh, the other night, game five, uh, I'm not surprised that this went back and forth. Washington has got some great talent on that team. But they, there's just something about that team that, you know, they have been picked to win the World Series several years now. And they get to the playoffs and for some reason just simply do not produce. Last night was a microcosm of what goes on with this team in the playoffs. They're up 4-3 um, to three over the, in the Cubs, over the Cubs in the fifth inning at home. Okay, now you remember the Cubs kind of had – uh, we didn't really talk about that too much. We just kind of let that go. But the Cubs kind of had a World Series hangover for the majority of the season. Didn't start real playing meaningful baseball until it got to late August, late let's just say late July, August into September, and then they just took over and took the took the division. Okay, took the division over. Now they're into the playoffs. Joe Madden, one of the one of the best managers in baseball bar none, got his team ready and prepared. And they had to they had to come right on out with a team that was championship caliber, and they had to beat them on the road uh, because they had the home field advantage, and did an amazing job. Then when you look at that game last night, again now now that I kind of gave you that narrative, you go back to last night fifth inning. Okay, here's Max Scherzer, you know pitched brilliantly uh, the, the day before, but here he is now in a deciding game five. They bring him in in the fifth inning. They got to get two innings out of him. They got to get two innings out of him to try to preserve this win and get into their bullpen. They go up. They're up uh, four to three in this inning. He gets out the Rizzo and Bryant, two of the big boppers for the Cubs. So you think, okay, the, the the crowd is going crazy, and all of a sudden the wheels just came off. All of a sudden the wheels just came off. If you all haven't seen that, you know, Google that fifth inning for the for the for the Nationals. It's brutal. You have Matt Wieters, the, the catcher. He's he's involved in several uh, plays there. Uh, it, was, it was brutal. All of a sudden, Max Scherzer couldn't get out of his own way. To make a long story short, when the inning is over, the Cubs are up 7-4. to four. They will go on and win the game 9-8 and advance to the National League Championship Series. Uh, very entertaining game. Um, you expect a champion to play like a champion, but again, you ask yourself, was that a great Cubs comeback or was that really a Washington Nationals choke? And I don't mean, when I say choke, I mean, you, you, let, let's look at it for what it is. When you look at the Cleveland Indians, when you look at the Nationals, you have a chance to put a team away at home. You got the lead. You got a chance. And for some reason, 
You can't get it done. You've been getting it done all year long. Okay, you're talking about a 90 plus win team with Washington. You're talking about a 100 plus win team in Chicago. And so now what this does is it sets up the uh, championship series and they're fun to watch. You got the, the you got the Chicago Cubs, the defending champs against the L.A. Dodgers, the team with the best record in 2017 going at each other. Trust me, this is going to be one of the good ones for me personally. I think the Dodgers get them. I think the Dodgers get them. I think that that team is just just that talented. And if you've been watching these playoffs, maybe they went into a lull, but this is another one of these teams with the Dodgers where you're saying, uh, what are we going to do? How many times are we going to get to this point and not make it to the World Series? I think it's time. Uh, I'm not taking nothing away from the Cubs. The Dodgers do have to travel to Wrigley Field, but they got the home field. So, uh, for that alone, playing out in La La Land, I'm taking the I, I I'm leaning towards the Dodgers there. Let's go back to American League where we have a very fun series, a series of I, I call this the Young Team series, New York versus Houston. This could go either way, okay? This could go either way. Uh, you have a very athletic team with the Astros, but you have a very upcoming upstart team with the Yankees. Both of these teams have arrived, folks. Okay, this could be something we are looking at over the next two, three seasons. I look forward to it Uh, because of the mystique that is the New York Yankees. I'm calling this a toss up on paper. I would probably take the the Astros. But again, there is something that happens during the playoffs with the New York Yankees that you just don't. I, I, I can't call this one right now. I can't call this one. If I if I had if you put a gun to my head. I I would I I would take the Yankees. If you put a gun to my head, I have to take the Yankees only because I know how that playoff mystique works. I know how it works. So look, folks, that's my time. Uh, the next time we talk, we're going to have the, the World Series will be all set up. We are going to absolutely break that puppy down, uh, and and then we're going to really start talking about what comes next for baseball. So that's our show, okay? An extended version of Inside the Park. We hope that you enjoy it. That's the ball game. And as always, folks, drive home safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.